Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Suffering with Spurs podcast with me, Sean Torgerman, recording this on the evening of the 2-1 defeat at home to West Ham on this Thursday night. Uh, deflating is obviously the one of the words you'd use. It's deflating to lose another game that you had so much control over. In the first half, it's ident- it was just identical to the Villa game in so many ways. Um, and I did feel genuinely, as we got into sort of the 40th minute where it was so comfortable, I almost, almost thought West Ham would get a goal just before half-time, just like Villa did. But I did feel like we sort of dominated so much and scored just that one goal. It just felt like, it felt to me like West Ham can't be this bad again in the second half. Because West Ham were bad, but we were really good. We dominated. We held that high line. We were all over them. They weren't able to get out. Every time they cleared it, it came came straight back at them. Um, and I just thought, Moyes is going to do something about this. He's not going to accept that for 90 minutes. And invariably, when a team is sort of that ineffective um, in one half, they do come back out with some sort of improvement. Um but yeah, it had all the hallmarks of that Villa game, identical in every way. I didn't think we'd lose it. I thought when they equalised, I still thought we'd go on and win it. But the goals we conceded are just farcical. You can say that that first one um, was a, just bad luck, really, because Romero clears it, it ricochets back off Ben Davis, and of all the places it could have landed, it literally lands at Bowen's feet. Uh the second one, you got. I'm not going to dig out Udoji massively here, but it was kind of indicative of what was happening at that part of the game, like an under-hit pass, like this lethargic sort of lazy pass that Basuma was the one I was going to dig out for it the most because Basuma, it sort of goes on with Basuma, the way that Basuma's been playing ever since he's come back. Like, again, two or three times, so many times I'm seeing that this situation where he gets played a really simple pass and he and the ball goes underneath his foot and that's there's anyone who's played football at any level knows that that is not an ability thing that is just a lack of concentration that's all it is if the ball's played to you and you let the ball run underneath your feet when you go to put your foot on top of it that is not concentrating properly because if you are concentrating properly that never happens and that's a basic level never mind professional footballer and he was doing it and it, he was sort of playing these lazy sort of passes passes that don't just don't have enough pace on them for no reason and that's exactly what the dodgy back pass to Vicario was I heard Alan Shearer say that oh we maybe he should have um maybe he should have caught it but if he catches it I'm pretty sure that's pass back I couldn't say for certain but I'm pretty sure it is because it was an intentional pass that was just under hit. So if he cat, if he sort of grasps it, then I'm pretty sure he'd get a pass back for that. Um, but he didn't push it out. Obviously, Ward Prowse should have scored straight away, obviously, bit at the post and then got the opportunity to put it away. West Ham weren't a threat. It wasn't like Villa. I think like, feel like Villa in the second half were a threat and they had sort of a couple more opportunities to score. West Ham weren't a threat in that second half. They, they've got loads of praise. They don't really. Des- I don't think that they deserve any praise. They were improved, obviously, in the second half from what they were in the first half. But the goals they scored were flukes at the be- at best. I mean, how often do you get a ball ricochet 
off a defender and straight into your path with an open goal. Very rarely. Um, and then the second one, obviously, a mistake from a dodgy. So it was more to do with us being ineffective. And that's what we are. We we, And I've, I've felt it quite a lot recently. Whereas, weirdly enough, we were really effective and clinical against City on Sunday. But uh, yeah, we were really we were really effective and very clinical with the minimal chances we had against City. But we do look. Let's be honest. West Ham played a low block, and it's not a new thing for our team to be ineffective against a low block. At the end of the day, with the goal we scored was from a corner. In terms of creating real open chances, there were opportunities to, of course, and we played some really nice, intricate sort of one and two touch football in and around the box. But it reminded me very much of what Arsenal used to get criticised for in the sort of last couple of years of Wenger. Um, weird comparison, I know, but I think it makes sense. Arsenal under the, in the last years of Wenger used to get accused of trying to score the perfect goal, trying to play like beautiful football at all times, not just taking a shot when you've got an opportunity. And there were plenty of opportunities there where you just thought, do you know what, have a go. And the truth is, a couple of the times they did have a go, but in the completely the wrong moments. And yeah, it's something that we've been, that I'd really associate with us. We do always score a goal. I think we scored, that's the 27th consecutive league game we've scored a, at least a goal in. But for that, for the, the majority of that second half, even though we were having, we had all the ball, I was thinking, where's a goal going to come from? It didn't feel like a goal was going to come from anywhere. Um, but that look, there's a big part of this that is just frustration that we've obviously not won again. That's five games without a win, which is atrocious. Like you don't want to be in that position. It's where the first team in Premier League history to have taken the lead and scored the first goal in a game and not won in five consecutive games. Four of those ended up losing four of those. And obviously the draw against City, which was again, was retrieving it in the, in the 90th minute. And that's not a record you want to have. Um, and I really thought we'd go into this game and win it and really sort of, yeah, like capitalise on the feeling from the City game on on Sunday. And yeah, it, it did. Look, like I said, the first half was great. We did play really good football and it's great to see us sort of so high up the pitch and, and West Ham not able to get out. That's something I've been craving from Spurs for so many years to go back to those days of sort of like peak pot years where we used to dominate the ball completely and teams couldn't get out against us, especially at home. Um, but we are lacking a cutting edge, you'd call it, the cliche cutting edge, but we really are. And I, I feel like in those in the games where we have all the ball and when it the, the opposition are just going to sit deep in their box we miss a centre forward and Sonny isn't a centre forward. Like he's great if the game's sort of stretched or even if it's a little bit of a back and forth game where there's space in behind, but he's not a, a typical centre forward. You can't chuck the ball into the air. He's not going to be getting on the end of headers. And that is against a low block, against a team that defend really, really deep. That is the sort of thing you need 
to score goals. You need someone who is going to get on the end of the cross because your most effective way to score goals in that situation isn't necessarily going to be these quick, intricate passes for the simple fact that there's so many defenders in that box that finding little spaces like that is a lot harder. The goal we scored was obviously a header from a cross. Um, and yeah, it's very, very frustrating. It's a very, very frustrating situation that we're... Uh, we find ourselves in that second half didn't really feel like we were going to get a goal. We had that chance, obviously with Richarlison unlucky, really like, I don't think he did too much wrong there. It went about an inch wide of the post, that header sort of leaning back. Um, he's not had any game time recently. Like you look, you always hope that they'll sort of come in and score a goal, but that's the first opportunity he's had in the very limited time he's had since being back from injury. Um, but yeah, this is the time I think I'm going to criticize Ange a little bit. Um, I've been kind, I was a little bit bemused that he took off, uh, Celso against City because he just scored, I think sort of five or 10 minutes earlier and he, he's a goal threat and then to, yeah, to take him off. I know why he did it because he obviously wanted to move Kulisevsky into the middle because Kulisevsky hadn't been particularly effective on the right hand side and he and Kulisevsky does sort of sometimes struggle to be effective on the right hand side when we're playing again against a low block for the simple fact that there's not he's he's good at sort of floating the ball in and he stopped doing that because he doesn't expect anyone to get on the end of it um but yeah to take LaCelso off in the 65th minute this time um obviously for the sub was for Richardson but he was effectively coming off for skip um yeah, it was a a weird one because I felt like Lacelso is someone who can always create something. And he's proven in recent games that he also isn't is prepared to take a shot from outside the box and score, which not a lot of other 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 players were prepared to do. So yeah, I don't I didn't agree with that substitution. I don't oh, I want Ollie Skip. To, I wish Ollie Skip all the best. But in a game that you're chasing, in a game that you want to go and win i don't think he's the answer i thought it would have been and basuma basuma's fallen off a cliff for me since um coming back into the side i don't think he was good against city he obviously gave he obviously gave away that goal and that's not why i don't think he was good um and i think he's really being affected by mistakes he makes i feel like he was bad today because he was affected by that that moment where he gave the, where he took too many touches and gave the ball away because today he was, he didn't look forward very often at all. He was very often just as soon as he got the ball, playing the ball back, sort of giving responsibility to someone else, maybe in fear of making another mistake or being too sort of forward thinking or brave with the ball. Um, I would have taken him off if you're going to bring Skip on and let LaCelso basically play in his position because he's not, because Basuma's not a goal threat. Um He's not shown to himself to be a goal threat once for us, really, in the time he's been at Spurs. Um, yeah, it, the work, although we did dominate the ball in that first half, the second half was very, very frustrating. And it, 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 Roberto Martinez said this, and I think he gave a really good analogy, a good, really good assessment of what Spurs are at the moment. He said this: they were a team that were playing with frustration, and West Ham had accepted that their role in the game was to sort of sit back, let us have the ball and 
sort of capitalize on any mistakes we made and which they did to be fair to them they didn't create a lot but we made mistakes and they capitalized on it whereas we sort of as the game went on got more and more frustrated that even though we were dominating the ball we weren't doing enough with it and there was a lot of there was a lot of sort of um in and ah in and players trying their best but yeah there were a few bad performances in there in terms of being effective and Brennan Johnson was another one thought that was probably his worst performance for us so far this season um making it making the wrong decision make it like getting the ball in a good position and making the wrong decision taking a shot when it wasn't on quite a few times there was no shot on and he took one um quite a few times he had opportunities to play the ball into areas and he chose not to. Uh, yeah, ineffective. Sonny was ineffective. I think he'll admit that he just didn't have the best of games, but I'm obviously given a reason for that that I don't think he's... I mean, you're not going to play... At the moment, Richarlison's obviously coming back to fitness. There is no one else to play, really, in that centre-forward role, so that's not necessarily his fault. It's not his game. But we do struggle against low blocks, especially when we have someone who isn't a typical centre-forward to sort of get on the end of things. Uh, yeah, all in all, very frustrating. I wasn't going to do a, a podcast tonight, but obviously after that, I felt like it's better to come in here than have a rant on Twitter while reading the endless negative comments. But I'll go back to what Roberto Martinez said on Amazon. He gave a really good assessment of what Spurs are at the moment. He basically said that in the first half, he thought that was as good as he's seen any team play in the first half of a, of a Premier League game this season. I wouldn't go too far off that. I thought we were really, really good. We kept the ball so well. We were so proactive and aggressive. Um, it was just the final bit of play that we didn't, we just didn't implement the right pass at the right moment. And we didn't, we didn't take the chances that we did create. Um, happened and it's happened far far too often we are dominating games which is nice to see it is nice to see but if it's coming with those sort of results it's obviously really really frustrating um it's hard to know how to feel really about it it's, it's obviously an emotional game and you it's incredibly frustrating to go into a game that we've i really thought we'd win today and then sort of to take us into the Newcastle game and build on it and to have lost again, not even to have drawn, to have lost again, is just insanely frustrating. Um, and we'll have to learn from it. Uh, you'd hope that this would spur them on to go and get a result on Sunday, but I really thought that about today. Uh, Newcastle just lost 3-0 to, to Everton. Look, teams... There's a lot of teams who are decent teams at the moment who are being very inconsistent. Man City have just drawn that have just, I've got, got four games without a win themselves like it's not unique to us we're, and we're still only three points off City and we're still fifth in the table so it's by no means a disaster and that good start we did have has an, enabled us to have this bad run and it not be a disaster for the table um, although we obviously got ahead of ourselves a lot of us and got really excited after those 10 games and thought oh my god what could be possible here and I'll stick to it. If we'd kept Madison and Van der Ven and Romero fit, um, and well, Romero obviously not suspended, and Van der Ven and Madison, we'd kept that starting eleven that we were playing with, and that includes Saar to an extent as well. Um, then who knows what would have been possible? But that didn't happen, and now we're in a completely different situation. Where yeah, at the beginning of the season, 
like always with Spurs, unless something really big is happening, top four is your aim. And I'd still say top four is the aim. At the end of the day, um, we're three points off top four at the moment. Villa are going through a very big purple patch, but I don't know if that will last forever. I mean, Villa were brilliant against City yesterday in the same way as we were in the first half against Villa today, against, sorry, against West Ham today. Um, they scored a deflected shot. We scored and then made two ridiculous mistakes to concede. Um, we're not far off what Villa are in terms of a team, I don't think. Um, and come the end of the season, I believe it will be us competing with them for that sort of final top four spot. Um, but we're at the very, very beginning of this cycle with Ange, as I keep saying. Um, this team in a year, the squad will not be recognisable, I believe, from the one we've got now. There'll be a lot of players who came on today, for instance, Ollie Skip, I imagine, Brian Hill, um, even maybe players like the Celso um, and Ben Davis, who may not even be at the club by then. And I genuinely mean that. Like, my Arsenal mate today compared what Ange has now with the way that Arsenal were when Arteta first took over, um, in the sense that that Arteta's won over most of the fans. He won over most of the fans and it, he had them on side and they were all behind what he was doing. But the the player, the fans still didn't like a lot of the players being at the club. Um, but they were buying into it. And that is very, very similar to this because we are all behind Angie, but he'll make mistakes and we'll always disagree with the substitutions he made. But what he's actually done, the fact that he's got our team playing the way they are and dominating games that we are to the extent that we are, is pretty miraculous after 15 games. We went through that purple patch at the beginning of the season where we all got unbelievably excited and it was brilliant. It was lovely to see us at the top of the table, but realistic Spurs fans knew that if we did hit a few injuries and suspensions, a lot of the players we have in that squad would not be able to implement that style of play to the same levels that we we had there where James Madison was obviously running shit. <laughs> Um, and he, we missed a player like him. Like I said, that's why I'm so sort of surprised that he did take LaCelso out because obviously LaCelso is not comparable to Madison in terms of talent or or being effective. But he is the only sort of player who plays in that midfield who is really capable of doing similar things. Um, Hoiberg today again, bad. Uh, he really did get found out like quite a few times where passes were on and he just didn't make them at the right time or played it simple. Uh, but he was probably the most effective out of the midfielders, especially compared to Basuma. Uh, yeah. Newcastle on Sunday. Um, who knows what to expect? I expect we'll start quickly. They've got a lot of injury problems. They've just lost 3-0 away to Everton, but you'd imagine that they'll want to bounce back from that. There'll be a sort of kick up the arse from that result. Eddie Howe won't accept that. Um, but the game's come thick and fast. We've got Friday night football against Forest away after that. Forest are not in good form themselves. So we'll hope to get a result there. It's shit that we're losing and it's shit that we've sort of derailed slightly from where we were. But um, all the good signs are still there and I still believe that this team's capable of a lot. Uh, as shit as it may feel. Um, look, this will be a short one. I didn't think I'd do one after the game, but uh, a lot to still be positive about. And I am a positive Spurs fan. I do believe that 
there's far more to come from this team than we're seeing. And I do believe we've been really unlucky in our last two home games, at least. We should have won both of them, let's be honest. We should have won them. We haven't been effective um, in the second half of games. We haven't created enough chances in the second half of games. And we haven't, we've been brilliant up until the final most important moment. Um, and that's something we'll have to work on. And I think Ange, I haven't seen Ange's interview, but I've seen a couple of quotes. Um, it's all good playing nice football, but you need to be effective at the end of it because we want to win. And um, I'm sure he'll be drilling that into them. The players won't be happy. They'll be pissed off about the way it's ended. I'm sure that they'll be on a big down, but motivated to put it right. Um, so let's hope that they do. Um, will we see any changes for that game on Sunday? It's hard to really see. Where are they going to come? Is Saar ready to start a game? I'm not sure if we could change it. I'm sure Ange would, but Benancourt, as much as we've sort of not seen him, he's a massive miss because we saw what he was capable of in that Villa game. And I really feel like he would have been a massive addition to this this squad, but there's no point crying over that because he's not going to be back for a while. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, hopefully this wasn't too depressing. Come on, you Spurs.